0: Hello and welcome to The Great Longboat Podcast. I am Igor, your host, moderator, and only permanent member of the band Longboat. Today, we take a closer look at the track, The Age of Idiots, from 2014's Untitled Vanity Project. And hey, guess what, folks? The United States has a new president. And here I thought that I had played all of my political songs... But um, no, no, this is actually a political song and it's about the Bush administration. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, we thought that things couldn't get any worse than that. I mean, they tortured people as a government policy. They tortured people in order to get reelected. And yeah, we thought that was the worst that government could get, but you know, Republicans are creative like that. They're always looking for a new low. And I mean, look, I am not, I, I grew up being very cynical of political motives. Um, I grew up in a Republican house. And uh, when, you know, Nixon resigned, I thought it, this shows you how old I am. Uh, When Nixon resigned, I thought it was the end of the world. Seriously. Seriously. But uh, yeah, um, and I was always, you know, I grew up very jaded about politics and listening to sort of populists on both sides talking about how government doesn't work for people. And uh, I discovered that the ones who talked the loudest about government not working for people were the people who did not want government to work for people. And most of those people, most of those who, who talked the loudest, were on the right. And yet, they offered no solutions. They just said, government's the problem. What we need is sensible legislation, whatever that means. I mean, you could, you could go on and, and talk in generalities, uh, just like how Congress, in response to the insurrection of January 6th, uh, the 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 right all the Republicans are saying uh that what we need is unity let's just not look back at that that's that's bad that that we should that we should look into the causes of our capital being overrun by a bunch of uh by a seditionist mob and, and who are you know trump supporters all every single one of them of course you know they tried to they tried to work in the narrative that it was no, no, it wasn't Trump supporters, it was antifa disguised as Trump supporters. It was black lives matter protesters disguised as Trump supporters. well, since we have seen all you know film of the actual event and it's 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 a little tough to uh to shunt the blame onto Antifa and BLM protesters. Nice try, but yeah, it's not going to work. And in order for us to never have this event happen again, uh, we are going to have to look into it and we are going to have to deal with it. Now, I'm not one of these people who sees the, the protesters and thinks, shoot them all! You know, that's that's as bad or worse than the protesters themselves. What I say is let justice be done. If those guys, if they broke the law, uh, let them see the inside of a courtroom and let them plead their case. That That is how the justice system is supposed to work. Not lining somebody up against a wall and summarily executing them because without their, a chance to have their day in court. And I don't think anybody's going to get executed for this. Not even the people who killed the police officer. Um, yeah, and that was that was very tragic. the The other four people who died were trampled in various ways, or had heart attacks, or whatever. Um, I don't f- actually feel any sympathy towards them. Uh, the The one woman who was shot, yeah, she she believed the big lie. Uh, she had been fed that stuff steadily. I do feel let's okay let's go back I do feel a little bit of empathy for her because she actually she had a pool cleaning business that was affected by COVID and she had to take out a loan where she was paying like 160% interest and yeah uh I would I would be kind of angry about that only she channeled her her anxiousness and her Fear and her anger in the wrong direction. And it took her all the way to Washington, DC and she died trying to break into the House of Representatives. And you know that's it's it's a, a, a long twisting fateful road, but yeah, it it all the, this everything everything that happened on the Capitol was on that day, was because people believed the big lie that Trump was pushing for two months every single day. And because of that, and because of his incitement to violence, he was deplatformed from social media across the board. And as I have said, it should have come in 2013 after the birther uh, myth that he helped promulgate about how Barack Obama wasn't born in the U.S. and that there were irregularities with his Hawaiian birth certificate. Yeah, it was it was all a lie, and it was let's let's just say uh, it was based on um, a lot of the it was it was based on a lot of racist beliefs that a black president does not belong. In the White House, or a black president shouldn't actually um, rule the United States. uh, uh, Preside over the United States. It's not rule. He's not a king. And I mean, I liked Obama. I was a little bit disappointed with the results of both of his terms because you get here. Here's the thing. He thought that his his persuasiveness and personal charm could win the day every day. And he had not yet figured out what Mitch McConnell, the the Republican leader of the Senate was up to. And also he gave Republicans a little bit too much say in governing when they had no all they wanted to do was oppose. So what he should have done with, you know, vast majorities in Congress, when he first started in, is just push through as much legislation as possible and not try to get any Republican agreement. And to this day, you know, Republicans are just, they're, they are the party of opposition. When they were in power, they were the party of opposition. Now they're the minority. I mean, in the Senate, by a very, very thin margin, but nevertheless, in the minority. And Joe Biden is now president. As we know, he was not my first choice. Ironically, my first choice was Kamala Harris. and um, and then after that, probably Bernie Sanders, although, you know, Bernie is he has always been a sort of insurgency candidate. and he is not going to be uh, a presidential candidate again because he'll be what eighty two um, for the next election. So, yeah. I mean and so will Joe Biden. <laughs> but uh, I I actually don't this is one thing I, I don't expect Joe Biden to run for reelection. I I I think he's going to work really hard right the ship of state and then uh Harris will run. And that's 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 my own political handicapping, but we don't have to do that anymore. You know, this is this is something that is great. I don't have to Check my news feed like five times a day to figure out the the next way that Trump is going to try to kill us all. Um, the next sort of perfidy that he's committed. The next cause, uh, dubious cause that he chooses to embrace. Because hey, remember when he was saying all sorts of nice things about the Confederacy? Yeah, boy, yeah, those were nice guys, weren't they? Yeah, that's that was it was it was all about slavery. But um, yeah, the Civil War, the cause of the Civil War, and, you know, you have even his chief of staff disputed this. He, John Kelly said that the reason why the Civil War happened is because people could not come to an agreement. It was like it was a difference of opinions. Uh, no, no. Uh, they, well, in, in, <laughs> in a very general sense, yes, that was right. But the cause, the root cause of the Civil War was slavery, and yes, the uh, the the North, the Northern states, were saying slavery is wrong, and the Southern states was were saying, hey, slavery is okay, and so all the rich guys in the South got together and and decided to sell the public on the fact that that the northern states were trying were trying to push around the southern states and tell them what to do. And you can't have that. And most of the people in the South at that time, oh, the overwhelming majority of people at that time were not slave owners. But the rich slave owners managed to get the the poor folks to fight for them just because they said that, You know, next thing, the Northerners are going to come down here and they're going to set your farm on fire. Well, guess what happened? After a a protracted war, the Northerners came down and set their farms on fire because they went to war for slavery. Yeah, and of course, let's not get into Reconstruction and how terrible that was and how Andrew Johnson uh, pardoned in, in a fit of pique uh, pardoned all of the uh, the uh, top brass of the Confederacy, Jefferson Davis included. And what they really needed to do was um, charge them with treason and uh, see what happened. I, I my guess is that they would have found them guilty and they would have hung, and and it would have been right. But instead, uh, it was the beginning of dismantling of Reconstruction. Uh, which were that was followed by the Jim Crow laws di- disenfranchised the entire black population of the South, and you know, which gave rise to the Klan as a sort of enforcement arm of Jim Crow laws, uh, uh, the sort of lawless enforcement of Jim Crow laws, and to you know to terror- terrorize the black population. Anyhow, that's that's and and you know Trump was. Trump was speaking uh, about the Confederacy in glowing terms and also in terms of monuments because, you know, he doesn't know anything about history. Uh, that, that's the thing. He doesn't he didn't care about any aspect of the United States that didn't actually benefit him. So the, why should he learn about the Civil War? That's you know why should he learn about World War One or World War Two? He uh, apparently he when he was in France in November of nineteen or twenty eighteen, um, he actually kind of didn't know why he was there, because he didn't know that you know it was the hundred year anniversary of the end of World War One, and then that was the one uh, the. Famous episode of him not wanting to go give a speech at a cemetery because it was raining and and if his hair got wet it would he thought that he would look bad and that is that's sort of my f- favorite uh, episode of Trump perfidy and uh, and and just shallowness and and um it's a perfect example into the guy's behavior. Because it's sort of like, yeah, I don't know why I'm here. I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to sit around and tweet uh, about things. And, um, you know, once the truth comes out, I'm just going to contradict it. And, you know, they were like, oh, we can't fly the helicopter in the rain. Um, Yeah, helicopters can fly in rain. And then it was like, oh, the motorcade, if he, he chose... To go by motorcade, and it would have taken too long, and it would have disturbed the disrupted the traffic and in, um, in the area. Yeah. <laughs> Since when did Trump ever think about other people, and and you know what he how he was holding them up? I mean, he got other people to go in and uh, uh, storm the Capitol for him. You think he cared about them? No. But anyhow. Um, yeah, I, you know, I said that I wasn't going to talk about politics very much, but, but uh, here we are. And this song here is, it, I wrote it in 2013 and recorded it in 2014, and it is about the Bush era. Uh, that was, w- when Obama came into office, there was great hope that he would prosecute people who were, uh, who advocated torture and who actually participated in it. And that didn't happen that was a you know obama thought that was divisive and so it didn't happen and so george w bush went off to retirement in texas where he would occasionally poke his head up and show people that he was painting and and uh, occasionally show up to where people would give him a nice reception uh, apparently Michelle Obama thought he was a really nice guy, but uh, yeah, I'm I I cannot <laughs> I disagree. Uh, he was a, a terrible president, uh, who uh, whose policies killed hundreds of thousands of people. Let's just and and this was a the the war in Afghanistan was uh, after the events of nine one one, which he of course. D- Ignored until they happened. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not a 911 truther. It's just that he was. He was told of the situation, and there was. And he chose to do nothing about it. And so, uh, you know, we had 911. We had September 11th, 2001. Airliners crash into buildings, and then because of that, we pretty much waged war on the entire Middle East. And it started with Afghanistan, which was a lawless, it was a failed state, a lawless republic. And I actually kind of agreed with invading it. Um, I just thought it, it would be over by now. Didn't we all? And, um, and then Iraq, which I thought was the most horrible idea ever and it it turned out to be and i you know it, it's just you can't it, you can't undo what is done and this was bush and and their reasons for it were idiocy i mean they were it was idiotic they just wanted to project american strength it's like look these guys we're we're just saying these guys were responsible for September 11th. We're saying that they cavorted with terrorists and we're going to give you all this dubious evidence. All this evidence that, you know, had that was ginned up. It was concocted. And then we're just going to throw we're going to have this war, it's going to be over and and George W Bush is going to get reelected. Well, he did get reelected um amid a kind of constant firestorm of criticism, and then a short time later, we had uh, after he was reelected, we had a a severe financial crisis that was brought on by lax financial policies um, that were championed by his administration. So he just he just you know um, left office, and the mess was ours. It's like ah yeah, thanks for. Thanks for having me. See you later. It's your problem now. Well, thank you so much, Bush. And so, I, you know, I, like many people, I considered him just like a complete idiot. Uh, but of course, you know, you have Trump and that's that's kind of, that's, a, uh, Bush knew about history. Bush was a reader. Uh, he knew about history. He was just, it's just that his conclusions about it were wrong. Where in comparison with Trump, Trump doesn't know history. Trump doesn't know anything. I mean, he doesn't even know about real estate. Uh, he's you know he just knows about what Trump wants. You know, he's he's like a friggin' four year old. But you know, and and Bush Bush was sort of dismissed as a child, and and um, you know as an intellectual midget. Um, but he was well read. Um, but he was well read. But he didn't really derive any knowledge or wisdom from reading and and so you know we were faced with this this you know receding bit of horror that lasted you know eight years but it was institutional horror that that was a thing that everything was institutionalized it wasn't just just you know somebody some you know Um, impulsive person tweeting out something and then, and then having uh, the, his party fall lockstep behind it. Uh, No, this was, this was all the, you know, lawyers were consulted. All this other stuff was, you know, it, it, it was, it was planned. Every aspect of the, the bad moves that this administration made were, was planned. And People thought it was a good idea. And and so I just thought I should write a, a song about that. Uh, just just kind of a little a little, um, you know, ballad to show that you know, we're I'm aware that you guys once did really bad things and you tried to get the public on your side and some people just it couldn't do it and yeah yeah the whole tour when you had you know the public certain members of the public coming out and saying yeah torture's okay um i knew that we were in for something and of course i'm sure that all every single person who advocated torture and and was enthusiastically you uh, enthusiastically approved it, approved it, um, became a Trump supporter. Uh, I, I, I don't I, there there's just a, a straight line between between you know approving of torture and and being a Trump supporter because you know that that's the the um, basis I think the basis of of Trump supporters is you know cruelty towards towards anyone who isn't them. So, you know, why should we be concerned about brown people who may or may not be terrorists because, you know, they want to kill us, so let's torture them. Yeah. So, yeah, and and so I thought these guys would never be back. And to a certain extent they haven't been because they were again <laughs> institutionalists. They knew that a lot. I mean, Bush people did not come back for Trump. That w- and and um, that is kind of a a blessing. You know, you had no Rumsfeld or Wolfowitz uh, or Pearl or any of these other neocons or even you know Dick Cheney coming back. Uh, he, they they just needed to, they needed to fade into the woodwork. Uh, Because, you know, I, people would, if they, if they came back out in public again, people would remember what they did. Some people, not many. And of course, when, once the Trump era started, um, you know, it it was, nobody remembered anything that was, you know, over two or three days old. Um, Because there was just, it, you were always stuck in the present um, and, you know, the the whole, like, impeachment, the first impeachment that was going on a year ago, seems like it happened about 20 years ago, because this it's just, you know, Trump is just such an exhausting person. And I, I can't, I can't even imagine what it would be like working for him. But, oh, my God, yeah, it, th- that is over. And, and also, you know, it's not like throw Trump in jail. Uh, I, I mean, I was uh, never like throw Bush in jail either. But I'm never like summarily toss somebody in jail. Um, I think that the the legal system should investigate him, and if they find criminal wrongdoing or civil wrongdo- wrongdoing too, um, then then they should take him to court and charge him. And uh, so you know I think that there's plenty of evidence, but as I read things today um, you know the the uh, Supreme Court f- threw out emolument cases and actually you know that's profiting off the the presidency yeah that I mean we all knew Trump was going to do that from the beginning and he did. And I would say that the, that is like the, the least of his crimes. Um, I, you know, I, I think that, you know, inciting an insurrectionist mob uh, is, is probably, you know, as a federal charge, is a way more serious. And th- I mean, but there's a whole smorgasbord of stuff that they're going to go after him for. And, and it's been predicted that he is going, the next, you know, several years, he's going to be in court almost constantly. So, you know, he has to, unlike the past, he does have to actually pay his lawyers. and Otherwise, he's going to get terrible representation. I mean, he got terrible representation uh, when he was trying to overturn the vote because nobody who was sane uh, or not a publicity hound uh, would would take his case because, you know, voting is a sacred right in the United States. And if you have somebody saying, you know, Claiming a lot of nonsense about an election, uh, they could possibly get disbarred. Um, and I would like to see, after after the appropriate investigation, I would like to see Rudy Giuliani and that crazy Sidney Powell and that Lynn Wood guy all get disbarred. And so, because that's I I I think that it's probably. Um, uh, it's It could happen It's a, it's a possibility uh, At least Rudy Giuliani Because that uh, It's I don't know The word embarrassment uh, Is uh, Kind of Doesn't seem to really cover What he's been doing But Anyhow Back to Bush I You know I didn't think I'd be talking this much on About this But yeah I just wanted to That I felt that that you know, any sort of pride that we showed for torture for all of these policies was a sort of a beginning of decline, and that we were being sold. It was being sold to us um, uh, with fear, with a with a degree of you know the the, the people selling it were trying to provoke our fears, and. The Americans, you know, we, we do kind of boast that we're the freest people in the world uh, and it's guaranteed in the Constitution and all that stuff. And we can, in some states, you can just walk around with guns all the time. And yeah, I suppose that is kind of freedom. But also Americans are some of the most fearful people in the world that I've ever met and that I ever will meet. And so, and most of those are conservatives and I don't know why that is, uh, but yeah, they, they uh, have done surveys and um, they found that once people uh, are, once their fears are allayed, uh, once they are, are, you know, relaxed about a decision, they tend to vote along uh, or they would tend to support a more progressive agenda. And I mean, I'm not a progressive, I'm, because um, I I just don't think I I I, I think that workers' rights and uh, free and fair elections and election campaign finance reform I think that's I think that's great, um, but progressives don't they don't address things like you know defense spending uh and and government waste and fraud and and things like that and i i know that those are those are right wing talking points um but i i i don't see the um i don't see the progressive agenda other than with social issues i don't see that as practical but workers rights sure absolutely um uh I, you know uh Equality for All, uh, voting, uh, voting equality, uh, uh, coming out against voter suppression. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm 100% behind that. But, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> so, so, but, but anyhow, so, yeah, this, I was just, I, it's, it's a calm song that I, I just wanted to say goodbye to all that because they were not going to be any prosecutions, there is going to be no justice done. And, um, and of course, I hope that justice is done against the people who um, committed crimes during Trump's tenure. And, I mean, th- th- we've already sent many to jail. But um, the album about w- what we were all feeling uh, during the Trump administration may be forthcoming from me. Uh, it... it it's worth a try, isn't it? Anyhow, let's 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 hear this. Um, I'm on everything. Uh, this was recorded in, uh, at uh, in 2014, yes, the album is untitled Vanity Project, which I haven't played very much from. Um, it was one of two albums to come out in 2014. Uh, Johnny Sankster recorded and mixed it, and Rick Fisher did the mastering. This is the Age of Idiots. should also mention that I'm my own backup singer there um, <laughs> I, I don't do that very often actually for for my second album uh, Instant Classics I did all of my own backup singing I was so proud of myself um, and it was difficult it was very difficult and then after that um, I uh, on Johnny's Johnny Sangster's suggestion I hired Ryan Leva and it was one of the best decisions that I had thrust upon me. <laughs> no, no, it was, I, I hired Ryan Leva and I have been making albums with him and having him as a musician, as a singer and as an engineer on albums ever since then. And he has been spectacularly good. And, um, yeah, he's been, he is a, uh, a, a wonderful musician. He comes from the, the sort of rock spectrum and, I come from a sort of jazz spectrum, a more kind of a more formal side and I find that 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 his perspective makes my music more more musical in in the ways that I want it to be. So uh, yes, but on this, I am my own uh, backup singer. I just, yeah, I I just wanted this to be something that was that acknowledged the era, that kind of came out against um, the fear that was being promulgated by the Bush administration, and I just I just wanted to this time to never happen again, and it didn't, but a worse era was behind it, so. I'm just asking you if you're if you're a Republican I'm just humbly requesting that you just don't field bad candidates again. This century, this millennium has has given us two horrific presidents, Republican presidents. And of course, you know, Donald Trump was voted out of office uh, no matter what his followers might say about voting irregularities and there's still on it too um no he lost by seven million votes he lost the electoral college by the 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 tally was as much as he won by against hillary clinton even though he lost the popular vote by something like three million votes but uh yeah i'm i'm begging you i'm humbly beseeching you Republicans, please don't field any more terrible candidates. Uh, you know, Trump is is threatening to found his own political party. I say, please do that, because then you can weed the lunatics out of the Republicans, and and they they will be able to um, uh, form a coalition against the, with the Democrats against these weirdos. These people who, uh, you know, who sincerely believe in the QAnon conspiracy theory. So, and and if there's anybody out there who is a a QAnon follower who has listened listened to my you know anti Republican screed for this long um, and hasn't turned me off, um, I'm I I just I I ask in all seriousness. Um, what did you think was going to happen? Did you think that Donald Trump and JFK Jr. were going to uh, f- appear on <laughs> and, uh, on Inauguration Day while Joe, Joe Biden was giving his acceptance speech? You think they were going to appear and arrest him? No. If Donald Trump uh, founds a political party, it is going to be just like everything else he's done. It, it'll, it'll be a failure. It'll be a disaster. So please, please do it. I mean, it's going to be USFL, the, the political equivalent of the USFL. Um, he's a known quantity. People love him, sure. But, um, you know, time marches on. Uh, he is, I think that, uh, you know, uh, the combination of his legal troubles and his business troubles are going to um, either make him a, a person who is a full-on lunatic or,, um, or he's just he's, he's going to have to spend a lot of time defending himself and all of his time defending himself. And it's not like he can counterpunch uh, because um, I think that if, especially with the legal thing, if he starts, if he starts denouncing prosecutors and jury members and everything like that, those are other charges. That's jury tam- witness tampering, jury tampering. Um, uh, obstruction of justice. I mean, Trump is that that that's that's pretty much um, the default thing to charge him with is obstruction of justice. That came out in the Mueller report, which did not exonerate him, uh, and it was not it it did not exonerate him no matter what uh, Bill Barr said. And you know, Bill Barr had his had his dance with the devil and and you know regretted it. Uh, which is why he had his uh early departure because you know of course trump was trying to, to uh, was trying to get people to do illegal things for him uh, anyhow this is i next week I'm totally not gonna talk about politics but this this was a another political song that i I totally forgot about you know it was it was I did record it. Seven years ago, seven years ago, next month, and um, and so these things, these things kind of fall into, fall into obscurity, because you know they have been produced by a very obscure person, i.e., me. But um, yeah, I'm. I think I'll sign off right now. So if you really want to get in touch with me, it's longboatpodcast at gmail.com. To stream the entire Longboat catalog that's been released so far, um, that would be 19 albums, um, you can uh, go to longboat.bandcamp.com. I, I'm really glad you joined me, and if you're listening to me thus far, then um, yeah, I, 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 you have my gratitude. Um, and as I always say, if you don't like this tune, I have others Thank you again. Bye-bye.